0: Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. If it was easy, everybody would do it. That's a line that we use a lot at our office. It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be like pushing a rock up a hill, which is how it certainly (laughs) feels feel many days. Um, But it's also a huge privilege to be able to uh, be in a position to found a a company and, and Grow it and grow it to whatever stage is possible is a, is a really, uh, I think, a deep privilege and something that I'm I feel very fortunate to do. So, I think the key is to celebrate the wins when they come and to realize uh, that things are rarely as bad or as they as or as good as they look in the moment.
1: This is the Business Leadership Podcast, and I am your host, Edwin Frondozo. Welcome and thank you for taking the time to join me today. I am happy to have you in today's episode i sit down with andrew graham ceo and co-founder of borowell at sas north in ottawa borowell is one of canada's largest financial technology companies that are quickly approaching a million users they help canadians make great decisions about credit in our conversation we discuss the enormous amount of responsibility it takes to lead a startup andrew shares his viewpoints on this matter being the co-founder and ceo who led it from startup all the way to scaling it up to whatever possible growth it may reach and together with the responsibility involved he shares his strategies practices tips and practical ways he could employ to stay on top of his game and reinforce the leadership skills he already possesses today's episode is brought to you by slingshot a Canadian telecommunications leader in business voice over IP services that empowers the emerging, and innovative companies, Slingshot ensures that companies are communicating clearly to their customers, team members, and stakeholders. And unlike traditional telcos and other cloud providers, Slingshot understands what it takes to grow and scale a business. To learn more about Slingshot, go to slingshotvoip.com T-B-L-P. And with that, here we go. Andrew, welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast. Great to be with you. Well, first off, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule, Andrew. We're actually, for the listeners out there, we're at a conference in Ottawa called SAS North, and Andrew uh, stopping by to discuss a number of things um, from the panel or his speaking opportunity here, and as well as to share his journey and his experience um, when it comes to business leadership. Um, But before we get started, Andrew, maybe... If you could maybe start by introducing yourself to our listeners, maybe they don't know who you are. Um, let us know, I guess, who
0: you are. Sure. So uh, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Borowell, uh, and we're one of Canada's largest fintech companies. We help consumers make great decisions about credit by providing credit information and recommendations about great products that they can that they can use to make their financial lives better. Um, I also am the uh, father of three uh, fairly young kids, uh, so life uh, life's busy. How young is your youngest? My youngest is about four months old.
1: Oh my gosh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yes, my, my oldest is, about, is almost just turning six. So it's a, it's a busy time, but it's a really fun time. Wow, I can't even imagine, Andrew. I mean, I have one child, three and a half years old. So I'm like in the middle of your, your
1: life and you get to experience, I think- everything coming over and over again
0: right now right it, 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 it does feel that way sometimes <laughs> but it, it's also great as a as someone uh, you know in a, in a business world you're able to come home and and see my kids every day and it's very grounding if you've had a bad day at work they bring you up and if you've you know felt like a champion at work there's nothing more uh more, more humbling than, than trying to parent sometimes and, and getting it wrong yeah well maybe maybe you could say hi to them while you're here absolutely if they if they are they're listening to this uh in the future uh, in the future that's right hello <laughs> um so let's get started we are
1: in um sas north which is a conference for canadian scaling cloud sas companies um what are you here for first off andrew and and what discussions are you taking part in
0: so i'm here uh for a few reasons i mean really uh, it's a great opportunity to tell the story about Borowell, um, and uh, you know, share what mis- you know, things we've learned, mistakes we've made, and, and raise the the profile of the company. I think we've we've had uh, we've been able to be successful in a bunch of ways, and it's exciting to be able to talk about that. Um, and it's also great to be at the conference and meet other other Canadian entrepreneurs uh, and entrepreneurs that from outside of Canada as well, and hear what's going on in the industry and and pick up um, some you know some tips and, and learnings from people that have you know grown businesses much bigger than ours. You mentioned Borowell
1: and. Sharing your story of the, I guess, from startup to now scaling up. Can you share, you know, how has it been, Andrew? Like literally being in the driver's seat of one of the fastest growing fintech companies.
0: Well, I mean, I think on the whole, it's been it's been you know such a such a terrific few years for me. It's definitely been uh, the most rewarding. Part of my career um, it's it's a real privilege and, and look we've been we've been very lucky in a bunch of ways with our timing and and in other ways to be able to, to get this far um, on the journey uh, uh, you know we've over a million uh, consumers that use our product we have about 80 80 uh, employees we've raised a, a few rounds of venture um, so we, we, you know we've been able to get to get some way along along the journey uh, and I feel very privileged to be you know leading a, a, a company with a whole bunch of super talented uh, people working there. Um, and I think in, at least in, you know, to some degree making the financial lives better for, for, you know, a million plus people.
1: And that's amazing. And and the work you guys are doing is great out there and we'll definitely share more about the products and services. I'm, what I'm interested to ask you, and it just came to mind, Andrew, um, I listened to Mike McDermott speak this morning, he's co-founder, CEO of FreshBooks, and he talked about the different phases of a CEO from startup, um, to scale up. I wanted to know what your thoughts or your experience or some of the challenges you had from the startup days when there was just a handful of you to now at 80 plus resources. Like, What are some of the skills that you had to learn or some of the things that you had to to figure out or let go of?
0: I think certainly one of the hardest parts for me is that um, my job has changed quite a bit uh, along the way and sometimes as CEO... You don't realize the job has changed until a couple of months after it has, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you realize you're kind of you know not doing what you need to be doing. And I, and I think you know when you're a small company, you're trying to find product market fit. Um, there's an opportunity to be involved in in a lot of decisions, and you're hiring um, people that maybe are less specialized. You know, the stage we're at now, where you know. We have very distinct functional groups led by people with deep expertise, much more expertise than, than, than I have in any of those areas. Um, and so it's, I think my role is much more about, uh, building culture, uh, making sure that there's uh, clear direction and alignment. Um, and, you know, making sure we have the right people in leadership roles across, across the company. So it's, it's much more, uh, it's much more hands off in terms of day-to-day product decisions or day-to-day, uh, operational decisions. I think you really got to believe you got the right people in place to make those decisions. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I spend a much, like a lot more of my time now externally facing talking to either our investors or, or, uh, partners or, you know, even consumers, you know, the whole, whole range of different stakeholders.
1: What's interesting when I asked you that, and you talked about your role changing so often, and maybe a couple of months later it it's it looked like Andrew that there was a specific uh example that you might have had or thought of when when you were talking about it. was there was can you share with us something that you had you maybe found out too late that it was changing and and you had to really adjust real quickly
0: I think one of the hardest uh things is um you know, as we've grown, there's certainly been instances where we've had employees who have been really awesome at one stage, mm-hmm. and just didn't like it as much, or maybe weren't as good of a fit at a at a later stage, and that can be really hard because you've got someone that's been in the in the trenches with you, um, and especially in the early days, you know, when we when we were ten people, sort of sitting around a table, you might be sitting beside someone who's just you know terrific and has been has been with you uh, through the really hard times, and as you get better you know, they sort of need to be in a more specialized, narrow role. They can't be around the table all the time for all the decisions. And they just kind of turn around one day and say, look, this isn't as much fun anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I don't think I should, I think I should go do something else. There's this, you know, five-person company that's asking me to join, and I'm really excited about it. And that can be very hard, um, I think, as a founder to sort of, uh uh you know, have people, you know, leave. But I, in, on the other hand, it's entirely natural, I think, that different people like companies at different stages. And I think I've sometimes been sort of late to realizing that, um, someone would actually be much happier and more effective at an earlier stage or a different stage company.
1: Right. And a question that came to mind as you were talking about leaders transitioning like yourself and team members, employees transitioning as well because they're not fitting in, maybe maybe not in the role, maybe not the organization anymore. I'm, I'm wondering, as a founder, how was it like making that decision to actively let someone go. And maybe they were your friend at the time too.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've had situations where either you've let someone go or else they put up their hand and say like, look, this isn't, uh-huh. this isn't as much fun as it used to be. Uh, and that in some ways that's even harder because you're kind of like, what, what do you mean? It's not as much yeah. fun. I think it's a lot more fun. We actually have, <laughs> w- you know, what did the I say? And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is something I did. And again, you just have to kind of realize that different people like things at different stages.
1: Yeah, no, that's great.
0: Andrew, what,
1: What do you do or do you have any practice that you look to do to continually grow as a business leader, as a founding CEO, um, as your company is growing and scaling now?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, uh, look, I, I, like, um, reading and listening to, to podcasts on, on, on leadership and, and, and scaling, uh, for sure. So I think there's, it's great that you're, 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 uh, uh, the content you're producing, for example. Um, I, I think I've also benefited from having, uh, you know, a really strong executive team around me that, that doesn't, um, shy away from saying, hey, like, I think you're missing something here, Andrew, mm-hmm. you're doing, getting this wrong. And I've been working with an executive coach for the past year or so to, to try to sort of up my game and he started that, we started that process by doing a really sort of thorough 360 with with all of my direct reports as well as other people across the organization. And it was really eye, eye-opening. I mean, there's, there were some, I think there were certainly some some blind spots that I, you know, uh didn't realize I guess that's the nature of blind spots. Um that that he was able to sort of to sort of surface and kind of say, look, here's some areas where we need to work together to up your game as a as a leader and that, that was really, really helpful.
1: No, that's great. And so you engage with an executive coach within the last year. How did that come about? Was that something that within your personal growth or or maybe a board member or like why
0: did you engage in it at that time i was really keen on it um and, okay. and certainly when i raised it I, I had good support from my from my board um look it, it's not an easy uh, it's not an easy job being uh you know successfully scaling a, a company um and uh you know i th- i thought i would in- just sort of increase the odds of success if i had someone helping me out and giving me advice i mean uh-huh. you know athletes, uh, lots of different people get coaches. And, and I think it's, it's, I've always benefited from having different people as advisors. And I thought sort of institutionalizing that and putting some rigor and discipline around that uh, is helpful. So, you know, we'll chat, uh, every few weeks and it'll sort of be like, Hey, look, did you reflect on this or that? Or did you make any progress on this or that? And that's been very, uh, I think it's helpful having that sort of rigor and discipline.
1: What was some of the blind spots that you uncovered that you were really surprised to hear.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, uh, look, we're getting into, we're getting, I'm, I'm happy to, 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 to share. I mean, I, I think uh, that, look, there's a few different things that I'm, I'm uh, working on as a leader. I think the ability to sell is a core function of being a leader, mm-hmm. especially today. You've got to sell to customers. You've got to sell to employees. You've got to sell to investors. And I think, especially in the early days, um, uh, you know, I, I think, there were times where I was, you know, probably a bit shy and a bit reticent to kind of tell the big, the big story and the big and the big, you know, dream, um, both externally and externally. And I think I've been working on really trying to bring bring that together and being more more, um, you know, coherently sh- sharing what the vision for the for the company is. Uh, and then explaining how, you know, how we've, where we are today, how we've gotten here and then how we're going to, we're going to build a great, you know, big company that's, that helps a lot of people and that's worth yeah. a lot of money. Uh, so, so those kind of sales skills is, would be one area that yeah. I'm, I'm really trying hard to work on.
1: Very cool. Thank you for sharing. I know, I know even for myself and, and folks that I've worked with having executive coaches, sometimes there's surprising things that you never knew of. been that, and it's really, it's just, it, it, It's really nice to hear things and and grow from that. And and for the listeners are out there who may be considering like, how do I improve? It's executive coaching is a, it's a, it's a huge.
0: Peace in your game yeah I mean look I think if you're a leader there's there's definitely things you need to work on I mean no one's perfect that's right so either you know you have a you know them and you're working on them or <laughs> you don't and you're not yeah. uh, and I would rather at least have a sense of and look if you're in an organization especially as a leader there's a lot of people around you who are going to have great really thoughtful opinions so it's better to get those things out right it's better to know that hey that you know that talk you gave last week that didn't connect at all people were totally you know, that's right. Boggled by what you said. That's better to know than not know. So we we really try to we use other tools like like anonymous feedback systems where people will be very candid and be like, boy, what a terrible job you did. You know, or like why didn't you thank the engineering team for the great work they did? So I think and again it's just better to hear that stuff than not. Because then at least you can adjust.
1: Just a few words from our episode sponsor, Slingshot. Business leaders are now faced with the challenges to ensure that their business and culture are not only profitable but also a sustainable business so how does your workforce look like as we move towards the growing gig economy and remote workforce it is important to work with a communications partner that has the knowledge and experience slingshot understands the growing needs of business leaders and partners with you to ensure that your company is aligned to your vision, growth and sustainability of the future. To learn more about SlingShot, go to slingshot.voip.com/tblp. One thing that I find fascinating and you know, specific to CEOs, founding CEOs is as the business starts growing and scaling, identifying leaders within your organization so what do you see um some of the challenges of the people that you bring in or some of the challenges of emerging business leaders have you know what they face today now
0: i think it's a really fascinating time to be in business a really exciting time there is so much changing so quickly Mm -hmm. um and a lot of that has to do with uh, with opportunities and challenges that te- technologies um, created. So, you know, it's really hard to know month to month who's your, who's a potential partner, who's a potential competitor. You know, you can think of all the businesses that early on uh, may have said, "Well, Amazon—they're a bookseller. What do I need to worry about them?" And yeah. now you have whole industries being sort of crushed by by Amazon and other big tech companies. So. The the pace of change I think is really exciting, and if you're a small and nimble company, um, you know I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think you can go from uh, being a small company to a big company much more quickly than than was possible say 50 years ago.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Andrew, can you name someone who's had a tremendous impact on you as as a business leader today?
0: Um, I mean, I think there's been been lots of people. I mean, I, I've certainly had um uh you know d- different bosses over the years uh in different roles that have been uh that have that have you know ha- had a big impact um uh you know i uh, i've been fortunate to work with a great co-founder uh Eva Wong who's who's i think really helped me continuously sort of up my game and is a real sort of again source of truth about things i'm i'm doing uh well but also things i'm not doing well um and and that's a relationship that i i value uh, i value a lot and then there's people that i sort of look up to and admire um uh both both here in in Canada like like the team that's um that's founded and and led Shopify so so ably uh to uh, to other folks uh like I think Mike, Mike Bloomberg's a really impressive leader who's had a big impact uh, both in the private sector and and in the public sector as as New York Mayor, and, and we'll see what happens with his presidential bid. So I, I think there's a, there's a whole bunch of people that I that I think I've um, I've been fortunate to learn from either either directly or or from afar.
1: Very cool. You mentioned reading earlier in the early in our conversation. What are you? I'm curious. What are you reading right now?
0: Um. So I've just, uh, I've just started a book called The Courage to be Disliked. Okay. Which, uh, I've been joking with my, <laughs> with my team about because it's, it's, uh, anyhow, it, 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 I've just started that really interesting, um, uh, look at, at, look, it's still, I'm still in the first few chapters, yeah. but, but it's been a super interesting book so far recommended to me by a number of people. Um, uh, I've just finished a book about building great product, um, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that, that's been really helpful given the stage we're at, um, in the company. And you know, I think from from sort of like for management ideas, yeah. I love I love skimming uh Harvard Business Review every every month or every couple of months. Uh, I think it's it's uh, it's got there's great ideas there. Um, and then I'm I'm a big uh, I, I love news, so I I read uh, a bunch of newspapers and and The Economist I love. So there's a whole bunch of different things that I uh, that I try to consume to to stay current.
1: Amazing, fun question, Andrew. If I were to ask any of your team members, it could be past or present. What's the best leadership quality you have? What do you think they'd say?
0: Uh, well, hopefully they'd say something. Uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, I think I've done a a pretty good job of attracting some great senior leaders, um, mm-hmm. along the way. So I mentioned my, my co-founder, you know, it was, uh, it was, I think a pretty key moment to have her, her join the journey as we, as we built the company and founded the company. Um, and I think we've got a really, really strong executive team right now. So I think, I think I have some ability to be able to identify a strong talent and, a, and attract that talent and then ultimately create an environment where they can, where they can thrive and have an impact. Um, uh, there's certainly a lot of uh, that I don't know in a lot of areas where I'm not the strongest and I, I love being, you know, the uh, someone in the room where I'm learning. Uh, it's it's never a great feeling when you, as a leader, when you think you're the, the person in the room who knows the most, uh, certainly not at this stage. I, I really, uh, something's gone wrong if I know the most about a topic that we're talking on there in the room.
1: So what else is going on, Andrew? Do you, I, I know there's many news and you mentioned around Borwell, but do you have any special projects, initiatives um could be personal professional anything fun that you're you're looking to looking forward to
0: i think there's um there's so much that's, that's exciting for us at at uh, at work right now um you know we just we see the the problem of financial stress to be such a big one mm-hmm. um so the Globe and Mail, which is a large Canadian newspaper, did a survey a few months ago asking people what the simple question, what keeps you up at night? And by far, the answer that people reported the most was financial stress. Mm. So there are so many people out there that have financial stress at different parts of, of the financial, different stages of the financial journey, different levels of income. And I think there's a big opportunity for those of us in FinTech uh, to create financial products that lower that stress, even by... For example, by giving people um, better abilities to predict their income and smooth their income, giving them a better ability to understand their credit, which is something that we do. I think there's lots and lots of different business models now that um, bring some great tools to consumers into small businesses that used to only be available if you had a lot of money so mm-hmm. if you had a lot of money you could always get great financial advice you get tax planning advice but that was not accessible if you were sort of a, a regular person making you know making a, you know an average income or if you were a small business has allowed the creation of so many really interesting business models and tools where you can be hyper personalized through technology through tools like ai um, uh, in a way that makes it available to everybody. And that's certainly what we try to do at Borwell when it comes to credit and credit education. Um, and I think there's just a massive opportunity to reduce stress and make people's lives better, um, in financial services. So I'm very excited about some of the new, uh, products and services that we're rolling out in the coming, uh, in the coming months into, into q Q1 and Q2 of 2020. Um, and uh, on the personal front, um, having a young, young baby's great. It's probably dented my, uh, my workout routine a lot. So I'd love to get back into, into doing some running and some more cycling when, when the weather uh, turns a bit nicer. Um, uh, But between, uh, you know, between work and, and being a dad and trying to get the occasional run in, that's, that's, that's kind of the scope of my life at this point.
1: Well, that's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing. I mean, a lot of things that you're looking forward to and, and reducing financial stress, that's a great mission. Anything we could do on our front, let us know. We'll always share whatever news you have or new tools that BorrowWell has because that's something that, that's really important and definitely running. Andrew, anytime time. Uh, I just finished the Berlin Marathon. Not sure if you knew, so I'm definitely a runner as well. Congratulations, <laughs> that, that, That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Um, but before we end, last question, Andrew, I'd love it if you could just maybe share a final thought with our listeners today, any observation. Ideally, we're looking for some actionable recommendations that you could – Possibly share to the emerging business leader or the founding CEO that may be listening today.
0: Um, I guess I'd say, look, uh, if it was easy, everybody would do it. That's a line that we use a lot at our office. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be like pushing a rock up a hill, which is how it certainly can feel <laughs> many days. Um, but it's also a huge privilege to be able to uh, be in a position to found a, a company and and grow it and grow it to whatever stage is possible is a, is a really uh i think a deep privilege and something that i'm i feel very fortunate to do so uh you know the, i think the key is to celebrate the wins when they come and to realize uh that things are rarely as bad or as they as or as good as they look in the moment um and uh, trying to keep that perspective i think is a real is a real challenge you, you asked really about things to read there's a one of my favorite readings is a is a uh, is a is an online post by Ben Horowitz from yes. Andreessen Horowitz, and he talks about the key skill of a CEO is to manage your own psychology. So, uh, again, not letting the the high, not feeling like you're you know you're the smartest person in the world when you have a high, and also not feeling like you're you're a total failure when you have a low, managing that and keeping sort of a a, a cool head about you, um, I think is a is a really a key skill. So so that's something that I try to work on a lot, and was harder in the earlier stages when it really did feel like you know, you're bouncing from being the next Facebook to being a total failure, sometimes within the course of a few hours.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Well, Andrew, can you share where we could find more information about you, BorrowWell, or anything else you'd like to share with us today?
0: Yeah. So, uh, would love, uh, you know, if you've ever been interested in your credit, uh, or in your financial situation, uh, we're in Canada today, uh, though, though at some point we'll be in other markets. But if you're a Canadian listening to this, go to borrowwell.com, uh, and sign up, get your, get your credit score for free, uh, totally free. We'll refresh it for you on a regular basis. It's, I think it's, uh, I'm really proud of what we built. Would love, love to hear what people think. Um, you can also ch- check out our, our website, borrowwell.com for job opportunities. We're always looking for, for smart, uh, dedicated, you know, committed people who want to help reduce financial Financial stress and then I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter um, so uh, you know you can just just uh, search for me and Google me and you'll you'll find me on those platforms I'm, I'm always happy to chat I'm my, my email is andrew at borowell.com as well
1: Well, Andrew again it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for taking the time to join us on the business leadership podcast thanks so much for having me and that's it biz leaders thank you for joining me on yet another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. This was episode number 145 with Andrew Graham. If you want to learn more about Andrew Borrowwell or anything else that we discuss, please go to the businessleadership.com slash 145. Join me on my private Facebook group where I will discuss this episode, answer your questions, and connect you with other like-minded business leaders. Simply search for Business Leadership Group directly in the Facebook. Thanks again to our sponsor, Slingshot, a Canadian telecommunications leader in business voice over IP services. Slingshot understands the growing needs of business leaders like you and partners with you to ensure that your company is aligned with your vision, growth, and sustainability of the future. And lastly, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe, rate, and leave a comment on your favorite podcast player. Once again, thank you.
0: Edwin signing off. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com.